What is up, everybody? Welcome back to The Juice, episode two, with your boy Shervon Fakimi and Cody Carpentier. You can find Shervon on Twitter at Shervon Fakimi. I think I'm saying that right. Am I saying that right, Shervon? Yep, yep, 100%. Let's go, let's go. go. You can find me on Twitter at CarpentierNFL. We're back December 14th, Wednesday, my dudes, picking the NBA and the NFL for week 15. Let's kick this bad boy off with the NBA because last week in the NBA, it was a good week. It wasn't a great week. Um, I would consider a two, one and one for Shervon. I think he says he's two and two. The jazz game was uh, a little rough there, but but we got the thing. We got the over in that jazz game last week and jazz and Lakers Pistons loss. And the Raptors did cover Shervon this week, Sacramento, Toronto, you're going back to the well with the Raptors. Sacramento is favored by or Sacramento is four and a half point dogs in Toronto, 7.30 p.m. Where are you going with this one? I'm lighting the beam, baby. Sacramento. Sacramento. Um, I don't again naturally I, I naturally expect I don't again I don't watch NBA. This is pretty openly. Everybody knows I don't really watch NBA right now. Shervon's our guy for the NBA. But when I remember basketball, my instant instinct recently has been that Toronto is it's near the top of the league. Is that still true? Uh, <clears throat> they're fine. Not as not as great as they've been last couple years, but they're pretty good. All right. <clears throat> so when I pull up, this is this is what I do as as the NBA noob or NBA. You know, I back in the day I used to watch it more. Go to player profile or edge, and I click top picks, or I click game summary or matchups, and this is where I dig into you know where I should be calculating my risks, and that is top NBA picks. Of course, we talk about these games, and then I pull it up and I go, "Hey, Shervon, do you know the the top pick on Player Profile Edge tonight is Sacramento plus five. There we go. The, the, there's there's a reason that we have a show. There's a reason that we talk through these picks every night. Fifty four percent prediction correct, um, with a four star rating at Player Profiler Edge. You can pull up Player Profiler Edge today. You can click up the matchups column, and it breaks down each one of these games. You can click your section, uh, and it'll give you a matchup analysis between the two games. Scroll on down. I could be sharing my screen right now. Let me share my screen pretty quickly. If you are on the YouTube, I appreciate you guys tapping in. If you are on YouTube, if you're not, I don't know what you're doing, but this is Player Profiler Edge, and you can see right here, you can scroll through each game, and it breaks down the recent head-to-head performances or breaks down the recent results for both teams, any injuries and any players to focus on, as well as their pick performances, their last 10 games, head-to-head, total overs, all of those things right here on Player Profiler Edge. And you can do the NBA, you can go to the NFL, you can do college basketball, you can do NHL. Like I said, Shervon, I was talking to you before the before this uh, episode started. I was laying in bed the other night, and I have this awesome thing called the Live Picks Tool. And in the Live Picks Tool, if you create an account on Edge, again, top of the screen on Player Profiler, click the yellow word Edge, tap in here, you get a three-day trial for 99 cents, you can try this out. And... There's nothing live right now in the NBA or the NHL or NFL, but if you type your phone number in, you will get a text message in the middle of a game if there is an odd that is a, a completely exposed. So certain sports books may overcorrect, and I could pull it up right now on my phone. I think I have it on here. I got a text right here. It says, live spread value alert NHL, December 12th at 8.31 p.m., New Jersey Devils versus New York Rangers, under nine and a half and I was laying in bed and I rolled over and I 
flung open the FanDuel app because I use FanDuel because I go to playerprofile.com. I click top offers. FanDuel gives me the best bets. I'm going to FanDuel. Support your boys at Player Profiler. Anyway, nine and a half. This game is 3-3 with two minutes left in the second period. And I just laid the wood right there on the New Jersey, New York game to go under nine and a half. And I think it ended up, they scored one more goal the rest of the game. And so I was sitting pretty happy last night after that game. Shervon, your number two game this week is Minnesota at the Los Angeles Clippers, 10 p.m. Wednesday, December 14th night game on ESPN. You want with the Clippers or you want with my Timberwolves? Sorry, Cody. Um, I'm going, I'm going with the Clippers. Doesn't do me. I don't love it as much either as a Laker fan, but um, Kawhi is back. He looked, he looked as best the best that we've seen in a long time from him on Monday against the Celtics. Uh, they almost they got pretty much their entire team healthy now. They're going up against the Timberwolves team without Carl Anthony Towns. Um, they they could just switch really everywhere across the floor against the Timberwolves. Gobert, we've already seen that experiment in the playoffs against the Clippers. He can't he can't take advantage of these mismatches. So I think they're just going to engulf and swarm Anthony Edwards and Gobert, and I think they'll take it. Even and cover the seven that they're that they got right now. That's primetime basketball, baby. 10 p.m. tonight. Timberwolves travel to the Clippers. The Clippers are five and five in their last ten, and they're two and they're they're on a two game win streak right now. Where the Timberwolves are are uh, four and six in their last ten and lost two in a row. Timberwolves sitting there at thirteen and fourteen. Clippers at sixteen and thirteen. So there's the two picks for the NBA tonight. Again, that's Sacramento plus four and a half. Uh, at Toronto, and then you have the Clippers minus seven hosting the Minnesota Timberwolves primetime ESPN basketball on this fine Wednesday night. Let's move on to the NFL, where last week we were combined three and one. We'll start on this Thursday night matchup, San Fran at Seattle. In Seattle, do you have a lean here? Because as far as picking the game goes, I don't really want to pick either one of these teams. Seattle has all the trends in their favor over their last you know, 10 seasons in Seattle, but of course most of that comes with Russ. Do you have a lean here, or do we go under? Do we take in the under here? 43 and a half. I don't love the spread really for either side. We are still talking about Brock Purdy as the 49ers quarterback, who to his credit looked sensational against the Tom Brady's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But we're still talking about Brock Purdy, a quarterback the lines only three. So it's like, are we getting a lot of value taking Seattle as a three point dog? I think, I think this looks like a stay away in terms of spread, but I think the under is a pretty solid bet. San Francisco shutting down everybody. Um, in their path, and now Debo Samuel is hurt. They'll still Shanahan will still be able to cook something up with McCaffrey and Kittle and Ayuk, but I mean Debo is the type of guy he could just take one and house it himself. So without that extra added um infusion of athleticism, I just it seems like the under is the play here. This game was 27-7 to back in week two. 
in favor of the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco, but the game looks entirely different. We had Jimmy Garoppolo in. Lance played for three snaps in this game. Jeff Wilson was running back for San Fran. Rashad Penny was the running back for Seattle. There was no Christian McCaffrey. Emmanuel Mosley was the one covering DK Metcalf. He tore his ACL. He's not going to be playing in this game. So it's going to be Traverius Ward, a top five cornerback on DK Metcalf. Kenneth Walker should be playing. It's Thursday Night Football, though, so we're not sure kind of how he's going to react, if he's going to have a full game in him with this ankle rehabilitation. Plus, obviously, Brock Purdy, like we talked about, and no Debo. 27-7 was a 34-point. The total right now is 43.5 in Seattle. Like I said, short week. Both these teams should want to run the ball and focus on run the ball. And San Fran, like you mentioned, man, San Fran's defense has just been otherworldly the last probably month and a half. 16 points to, to the Chargers back in week 10 after the bye. And since then, the only team that scored that many points has been Miami scored 17. And you could argue that that, was, you know, that game was out of hand early anyway. Arizona scores they 10. scored on the first play and then – had two yeah. points after that. Saints score zero and Tampa Bay scores zero or seven last week. I mean, Seattle, if if, if San Francisco shows up again to this game, this is a this is like a, a 20 to 10 game for me, a 17 to 10 game. Like San Fran should should control this one and 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 borderline clinch the uh NFC West in this game. They'd put them at 10 and four. Well, Seattle's on the downward trajectory would be seven and seven. They'd be just a game away from clinching. Plus, Seattle gets KC next week. Um, I think we're about a week away from San Fran clinching this division. This will be it. But they're three and a half point favorites. Again, stay away. I like the 43 and a half as well under. Saturday, we have a bevy of games. We're going to stay away from a few of them. We're going to talk about one. Indianapolis at Miami. Indianapolis at Minnesota on NFL Network at 1 p.m. Baltimore at Cleveland, 4.30 p.m. on NFL Network. And then Miami at Buffalo. It should be snowing in Buffalo this weekend, 8.15 p.m. Saturday night. That's my birthday. Woo-woo. And I'm going to be watching Miami at Buffalo. Buffalo, the line is seven and a half. Where do you lean here? Miami and Buffalo played back in week three. And that game was 19 to 21 in Miami in the heat. You know how hot it is. I was just talking to Nick Coder about this. Um, he lives up in Philadelphia. He's a Buffalo fan. He And we were talking about why do the schedulers put like Buffalo? Why, why do they have to go down to Miami? In the sun, in the fall, when they know it's hotter than balls, and then in winter, when you know it's going to snow, Miami comes up to Buffalo. Why would you not flip that so that it can be a good game for both? Instead, you give both teams a home home field advantage. Doesn't really make a lot of sense, but anyways, long story short, seven and a half for Buffalo. How do you feel about it? I like Buffalo. I think they cover the seven and a half. I think the Chargers started to really exploit the weaknesses of Tua. Uh, just saying, look, we're gonna take the whole middle of the field. You're not having any of it. You're gonna if you want to beat us, you got to beat us taking deep shots, which they hit one. They hit one with Tyreek. Um, deep shots or passes on the outside of the field. We don't think you can you can do it to uh and he didn't really prove that he could. So. Sean McDermott, he's a great defensive coach, one of the best defensive coaches in the league, best coaches, period. I think he would be a fool to not see what happened last week and be like, okay, we're going to do some of this exact same stuff. Um, And Miami's on the road, bad weather. They're reeling. They're reeling. Yeah, I think think Buffalo rolls them, gets revenge on them. 
And Tredavious White didn't play in week three when Miami beat him. Buffalo needs this game. Again, Miami's eight and five. Buffalo is currently sitting at the top of all the standings at 10 and three uh, with the number one seed in the AFC. But Kansas City is also 10 and three. And Baltimore and Cincinnati are nipping at their heels. So Buffalo knows how important this one is because if all things go through Buffalo, it's going to be a tough, tough winter for all these AFC teams, especially the Miamis of the world, the Chargers of the world. And if Jacksonville gets in, like those are going to be brutal matchups. I know the Baltimore, KC, and Cincinnati are used to that weather, but whole another ball game going to Buffalo. So I like that seven and a half. I actually like it at five and a half. I can move that line to five and a half. It just it's a better number for me, I think. And this this is actually like you know, Miami's good. We got to give them a little credit. Five and a half, you can get it at minus one fifty four on FanDuel as well. And then we're going to add this one to a teaser that we're going to discuss later. But let's move on to New England, who travels to Las Vegas four oh five on Fox and. New England should have Jacoby Myers in this game. Devonta Parker should not be playing. He had a concussion. And then on the Las Vegas side, they got Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro back today. And the Raiders are one-point favorites in this game. And when I read that line, I wasn't quite sure if it was right or not because obviously we're coming off of the Patriots 27-13 thumping of Arizona with Kyler Murray getting hurt. And then you also on the other side have the Raiders who had won three in a row, but then Baker Mayfield did his damn thing on Monday Night Football last week. So, or on Thursday, was it Thursday night? Thursday. Uh, on Thursday Night Football, 17-16, is the sports books telling us that they're inferring the Raiders should have won that game because if they did, they'd be six and seven. New, New England's uh, seven and seven, and they'd be like, they'd be nipping at each other's seven and six, sorry. They'd be nipping at each other's heels as far as the playoff races go. New England plus one. That's seems too easy. Yeah, I agree. I think I think they're just a better overall team. Their offense looks just horrendous to watch, but they can always muck up a game defensively. Uh, Josh McDaniels. I mean, if anyone knows what Josh McDaniels wants to do, it's Bill Belichick because he's coached with them for like at least over a decade. So. Um, I, I think they can take out what the, what Vegas wants to do on offense. Ramondre, if he can't play, cause he also got hurt on Monday night, that could be a pretty big deal, but running backs are also pretty interchangeable. Pierre strong and Kevin Harris both looked fantastic, uh, on Monday night. So I would, I would take the Patriots, especially if Jacoby is back because the Raiders, have been really bad at defending slot receivers all year. So I I like the Patriots. Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, give me Bill Belichick. He knows everything he's got. And I think the team overall, the defense is, is so much better. Let's go to the Chargers and Tennessee. The Chargers are the team that, that lost to the Raiders just two weeks ago, 27-20 to 20 in Las Vegas. The Chargers are 7-6. and six. They looked a little bit different against Miami this last week. They get Tennessee, Indy, Rams, Denver to finish it out. Four very winnable games that could be sitting at 11-6 and six in the playoffs. Do, do, do Herbert and company get hot? They're, they're three-point favorites against Tennessee. In Tennessee, we talk about a team that's reeling. Tennessee is reeling right now. Three points, is that enough? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Herbert's, now that he's finally got – so at least one person that could win on the outside and Mike Williams, Keenan Allen hasn't looked like 
prime Keenan Allen, but he's still reliable. Austin Eckler's Austin Eckler. He's inevitable. He'll he'll get what he'll do his thing. So they can move the ball against this Titans defense, especially a really really banged up uh, secondary with the, especially without Christian Fulton last week. Um, I like the Chargers. I think they put points on them in a hurry. They ren- render Derrick Henry moots, make them have to come back and um, uh, pass the ball to get back in the game. So I'll take the Chargers. We just got some breaking news live on the show. Mason Rudolph is splitting reps with Mitchell Trubisky today at practice. They're going to Carolina this week. I don't really want to talk about that game because I don't really care about either one of those teams, but it is worthy of note. Let's finish this on Monday Night Football, and then we'll talk about our teaser and get out of here. Your Green Bay Packers are hosting the Los Angeles Rams. You're a Packer fan. I'm a Viking fan, and I actually think Packers are going to win this game and cover and beat the living dog shit out of the Rams on Monday Night Football, and you're going to get a classic vintage Rodgers game. Six and a half for the Packers. But you say no? I mean, I think they'll win. I just think they're going to make it as difficult as, as hard as possible <laughs> to beat a, a just bad demolished uh, Rams team because it's what they've done all year. I can't. I can't argue with you, other than I just have this inherent bias for Christian Watson, and he's already burst onto the scene and it's like imagine if he does it against Ramsey like people are like sell sell Christian Watson in fantasy it's like this is this is a mirage it's like okay I know like Ramsey's been getting beat and stuff but it's coming again it's coming again and the Packers are five and eight and they got the Rams Miami and then home home Minnesota Detroit to finish the season out that Detroit Packer game in week 18 might mean something might mean a Could lot be the more last than... playoff spot. Exactly. And that last playoff spot, if the Vikings stand pat the two seed, Packers Lions could be playing for the seven seed to go to Minnesota in week 19, the playoffs. That would be a hell of a game. I'm taking the six and a half. Shervon doesn't think they'll quite cover. Let's finish it out with this nine point teaser that we built here. We talked about the Buffalo Bills earlier, minus seven and a half. We put the Bills into this teaser. The Philadelphia Eagles are minus nine at the Bears. So the Bears are almost 10-point home dogs, which we know is a dangerous field to play, betting against home dogs that are plus 10. And talking about double-digit home dogs, Houston Texans plus 14 against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, we believe in the Chiefs, but 14 is a lot of points. So we put the Chiefs in here minus 14, the Eagles at minus nine, and the Bills minus seven and a half, three of the best teams in all of football. Eight-point teaser. Nine point teaser, sorry. Nine point teaser, sorry. Gets you down to plus one and a half for the Bills, so they could lose. The Eagles a push at zero, and the Kansas City Chiefs minus five against the Houston Texans. I feel some type of weird way. I want to hear what you think too, Shervon, before we get out of here. But I feel some type of weird way about this Houston team because of what they did last week against Dallas. Do they have enough energy? Do they have enough mojo left to do it again against Kansas City? I don't think so. <clears throat> I don't think so. There, Brandon Cooks is hurt. Nico, Nico Collins is hurt. Yeah, Damian Pierce got hurt. Um, their run defense is abysmal. I think Pacheco. I think Mahomes gets him out to a lead, and then Pacheco just 
ices them and closes the the, the deal. So I don't think they ha- should have a problem covering five and a half. I like. I mean, I love five and a half. I mean, I love five and a half getting that number all the way down there for Kansas City. Like we said, Philly and then Buffalo. All of our picks this week under forty three and a half on Thursday night football for Seattle and San Fran. Buffalo minus seven and a half. You can get it down to five and a half at minus one fifty four on FanDuel. New England plus one at Las Vegas. That feels like the hammer of the week. Tennessee going to Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers minus three. Love that. And then the Packers minus six and a half on Monday Night Football. Make sure to go over to playerprofiler.com and click top offers at the top of the page. And wherever you're at, whatever state you're in, it'll tell you the best offers in your state that you can take advantage of at FanDuel, at Underdog, at Sleeper, at BetMGM, at Caesars, at Rival Fantasy. Everywhere you are, we are. PlayerProfiler.com. Check it out. Shervon, take us out on this one right here. How many receiving yards does Christian Watson have on Monday night football? 125. Oh, baby.